Welcome to the Catholics Fight Porn podcast. My name is Steve O'Connor, the host and founder of Catholics Fight Porn. I help Catholic men and specifically newly married men overcome their addiction to pornography through my group coaching experience, Finally Free. So stay tuned and click the link in the show notes for more information. All right, welcome. This is Steve with Catholics Fight Porn. I have the privilege to have my beautiful wife, Kristen, with me. So we are going to record this episode together. Title is Unity in Recovery, How Spouses Can Work Together to Heal. So I'll bring my wife in in a second here, but I think one of our focuses is that within a marriage, within the Catholic values of marriage, is to will the good of the beloved. Now, this was a quote from St. Thomas Aquinas, and you know we take these vows in marriage, and our society is constantly trying to muddy the waters. Satan's trying to divide families. He's doing a good job, actually. You have to fight. You have to fight for your spouse. You have to fight for your marriage, and you have to fight for your family. And I think if you sit back and just let society dictate its terms on you, on your wife, on your children, it's a, it's a bad place to be. So. Kristen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I just am um, really passionate about this because I do feel like we are in the final battle and it's very known that the devil is attacking our marriages and we just need to really put on the armor of God and we need to fight this battle and we need to help our husbands fight this battle. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned this final battle, which Cardinal Wojtyla, before he became Pope John Paul II, he talked about this final battle and this final confrontation between the church and the anti-church, the gospel and the anti-gospel, Christ and the anti-Christ. And so there's a lot of forces going on and the spiritual warfare is very real. And pornography is just this perfect way for the devil to just sow his seed within marriages for the worse. It's super easy to access pornography. It's a couple clicks away on the phone. It used to be more difficult, you know, you used to have to go somewhere like an adult store or a strip club or a massage parlor, or you'd have to go buy the material like magazines or movies. Now it's a device and it's a device that, like I said, is a few clicks away. It's a device that shows you this stuff when you're not even looking. You could be checking the news. You just want to see what's going on in the world. And they're just going to throw some triggering clickbait ads right in your face it's hard not to click on those. So I'm even learning that there's incognito mode on the phones and that husbands, men, women, anyone really, the kids, but they can turn their phone incognito and it's basically they're viewing things with no trace. You know, they can't get caught. So technology keeps advancing in so many ways. Technology helps us on the flip side, incognito mode is an example of how technology is not good. They're not doing us any favors, and it continues to be easier and easier to access porn and to hide it and to cover up your tracks, which I'm very good at is covering up my tracks. And a lot of men that I coach and work with are very good at that as well. We're very clever. We're very sneaky. So the battle is real. And what other comments do you have on our culture and society, Kristen? 
Yeah, I think with uh, the iPhone, really, it is such a easy tool for our children or our husbands or ourselves to get caught up in something like pornography. I've heard it said before that handing your loved one a cell phone is like handing them the keys to New York City. I mean, there's so much that we can access so easily. Everything is at our fingertips at all times. And it's very addictive, whether you're looking at pornography or not looking at pornography. We can all admit that cell phone time is very addictive and we can very easily get caught up in it and lose hours and hours in things that we shouldn't be spending our time on. I mean, God wants us to spend our time to help bring others to him. And so we do need to be very, very careful with our time on the internet. And if we have children at home, we have to be very careful in monitoring their internet time. There's a lot of different resources that are available that you can use. But like Steve said, even with those resources, our kids are really smart and they can find ways around it as well as our spouses. So we do need to be very, very vigilant. Yeah, right on. So getting into the topic of the episode, I've shared my personal recovery story. And Kristen was such an amazing help through it all. And I'm eternally grateful for her, her support, her pushing me to get better, to be better. And we've shared that elsewhere as well. So if you're looking for our story, we'll continue talking about it. And you can go back to episode one. We'll be posting another episode on our feed with an interview we did with Lisa Canning sharing our story. But let me just ask you, Kristen, did you know that I had a struggle with porn and acting out before I told you? Yeah. So we had been dating several months before Steve had the courage to share his addiction with me. I was very surprised when he shared it with me because really I did not question whether or not he struggled. I just assumed he was a good Catholic guy. He often went to daily mass. He was a practicing Catholic. The way he respected me and respected my friends, I I really did not suspect that he had a struggle. But I do know that that is not the case for everyone, unfortunately. Some people do question whether their boyfriend or their spouse is struggling because maybe they see such behaviors as their spouse or boyfriend not being present, spending a lot of time on their cell phone, isolating themselves, maybe you know not being open with or being present when they're out on a date with you. These are all signs that I think are keys to let you know that there might be a problem with pornography with your spouse or your loved one. And I think that if you do suspect there is a problem, you do need to approach your loved one about it. Now, this could be very hard to do. And so I wouldn't say that as soon as you turn off this podcast, you go run and ask them. I think before you do approach them, something that is very important to do is to pray and to pray and ask God how to guide you through this with your loved one. Because oftentimes, if we approach it wrong, we can head the whole recovery process in the wrong direction where maybe the spouse is not going to open up to us. Maybe if we come across as being like assuming that they're looking at it and asking them in the wrong way, they may may feel defensive and they're not going to tell us the truth. And I think oftentimes the women are afraid of being lied to because maybe they know, maybe they've seen something on their spouse's phone or on their computer that they know for a fact that 
their spouse is looking, but yet they might be lied to. And and how that situation turns out could be negative too. Yeah. Good stuff. So you were talking about these signs that a husband could be viewing. And so if that is the case, you know, a couple questions on that. One is how how should a wife approach the husband? Well, I think after spending some time in prayer and really being guided by the Holy Spirit, they could pick a time and a place that is free of distractions and have a heart to heart with their husbands and ask them, is this something you struggle with? I've noticed you being distant with me lately. I noticed you're not present with the kids a lot. I noticed that you know when you have free time, you seem to isolate yourself to your room or your office. And I just want to check in with you. I want to make sure that everything's okay. If you know for a fact that there is a problem, and maybe this is something that you've known for a while, but you haven't had the courage to bring up with your spouse, a therapist's office might be a good place to do this because oftentimes if it has been hidden for a long time, the wounds can be even deeper and it might be something that you need a third party there for. Another suggestion would be another safe place would be with a priest. You could make an appointment with a priest and set it up so that you and your spouse can be there at the same time and you can just have them kind of monitor the conversation just so that you have a third party there. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So that's kind of how you can approach that. And there has to be some wives that don't even ask their husband if they're struggling. Why do you think that might be? To be honest, I think that this is all a healing journey and sometimes both spouses need healing and the woman or the wife might not be in a place where they are healed enough to approach their husband about this. It's very hard because they know that if they approach their husband and the husband has a problem, they know that it might get really messy before it gets better. And this is a true situation. I mean, we are dealing with an addiction that might go back a month. It might go back a year. It might go back many years. And it's coming from a very deep wound. And so it does really need understanding and compassion And it's going to need a lot of work and a lot of healing. And the comparison I like to have for this is if you are cleaning out a closet, you know, you might have a closet in your room that is super messy, super unorganized. It drives you nuts, but you put it off. You constantly are putting it off because you know when you start to organize that closet, it's going to get really messy. You're going to have stuff in your dining room, in your kitchen, in your living room, because you're going to take everything out of that closet. And oftentimes when the marriage is being affected by this pornography, we know that in order to break this thing down and to have the healing, it's going to get messy and the rooms are going to get messy. The hope is that even though this may take time, that eventually your rooms are going to get back to order. You're going to get everything back into the right place and it's going to be organized and it's going to be looking amazing, better than it's ever looked before. And now you have this huge weight over your shoulders because you're no longer thinking about this. And so I'd like to compare this to you know the fact that a lot of women might not be in a place to uh, ask their husbands because they know it's going to be messy. So I would also ask the Holy Spirit, you know, have you pray to the Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you and to help you in your healing so that you can approach this because the other side is really, it's really beautiful and it's it's where Steve and I are now and it's been a long road, but I can attest to the beauty of a healed marriage and healing from pornography. I think we both can. 
Yeah, that's really good because I think the longer it goes on where it's not mentioned, chances are the worse it's going to get. For all these reasons, we've talked about how porn affects us. It's men isolate. We're not present. We're not spending enough time with our kids. Church becomes more insignificant because we continue to fall out of a state of grace. It's very frustrating. It's very damaging. So we go back to that quote from St. Thomas Aquinas, which is, you know, that we want to will the good of the other. We want to help our spouse get to heaven. And so if we suspect there's a problem, but we're afraid, we're afraid of the mess. Another way to re- reframe that would be, okay, this might be messy at first, but how much better could it all look? You could start envisioning what a, a happier marriage could look like, what a more present husband could look like, how your husband could be an even better father. You know, you start taking the positive approach and the positive mindset. And at that rate, you wouldn't want to delay the healing journey. You would want to get help right away. All right. And let's say that the husband does come to his wife and shares this struggle because the burden is just too painful. It's been a struggle. It could be for multiple years, sometimes 5, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, and they're sick of the secrets, or sometimes they get caught. But let's say that the husband shares the struggle with his wife. How could a wife respond in a positive way to be helpful, knowing that the wife's going to be in a ton of pain herself, she's going to be confused, she's going to be angry. But thinking about how spouses can work together to fight this nasty addiction, how can a wife respond? Now, a wife can really respond with compassion and understanding. I mean, this is a very shameful addiction, and the husband has been living in shame for many years, and now this is his opportunity to share something so vulnerable with you. And if he is coming to you and sharing this with you, it means that he loves you very, very much. I remember when I had one time shared our story with a priest, he said to me, you do realize that Steve loves you a lot. He loves you a lot. And it was very overwhelming to me to realize that because I think when the men come with their struggles and they bring them to us, it just shows that They love us so much that they are willing to overcome that shame, to let us know about their struggle, but also they're coming to us for help. And that's where being united as a team and united in the recovery comes in because teamwork, you know, to become one, you know, when we took our marriage vows, we have unified ourselves under God. And and this is where our unity can come in and we can really tackle this together as a team. And it's so, so much more powerful. So I would just say, just be understanding and compassionate and know that your husband loves you and really say to him, we will get you the help together as a team that we will fight this. Awesome. So just a couple more questions before we wrap up here. So what are some ways that recovery has helped our marriage? I'd like to comment on this as well. But if you can think of just a few examples of how my own recovery and getting better has made other things better. Yeah, I mean, we're able to be vulnerable with each other when we have struggles before recovery. I think we kept them to ourselves. You know, we tried to white knuckle it and pretend like something wasn't bothering us. Whereas now we're able to talk about our struggles and work through them together as a team. And I mean, it's helped us with 
how we communicate with each other. It's just brought us closer together. It's helped us in our parenting. It's helped us to be able to be more understanding with our daughter, to listen to her and not just tell her to, you know, suck it up, have that suck it up mentality, allowing her to know that her voice matters and that if she's struggling with something that she can come to us with whatever she's struggling with. It's made Steve a greater dad. He's more present when he's around our daughter. You know, he's not sitting on his cell phone when we're at the pool. He's actually playing and interacting with our daughter. When she gets home from school, he's jumping on the trampoline. You know, they're throwing or kicking a ball together in the backyard. He's more present around family. He doesn't go off into rooms to be alone or avoid family drama. He's able to, you know, we're around family drama and it's like, it's okay. Like everybody has drama in their family. Like we don't need to escape it. So there doesn't seem like there's a need to escape. We're able to just be more present together as a couple and with our daughter. Yeah. And I think I would echo everything you said. Recovery helped me to grow up in many ways when. When the addict starts viewing, so I started, I was first exposed at the age of 10. It's almost as if I stopped growing at 10 years old and became stunted, you know? And so till I was what, 25 or 26 or whatever. And it's, it's as if recovery helped me grow up. It helped me seeing the example of others showed me how to be a better husband, how to be there for Kristen, how to not avoid things. I used to shut down during difficult conversations with Kristen because I, I didn't have the tools and skills to handle confrontation, to be confronted on something. I'd get very defensive. And when it didn't go my way, I just give the silent treatment, you know, and that worked for a short amount of time until it didn't and had to learn how to hash it out, had to learn how to speak, how to communicate, how to say what was needed. And the great thing is, is that I learned that in doing so, I could trust Kristen. You know, it's like she might be upset about something that I did or said or whatever, but I don't need to shut down. I can learn from that and see where she's coming from, have empathy for whatever it is I put her through. And then get to work on keeping my side of the street clean to keep improving and be better. And so recovery is always helping me share my struggles with Kristen, with others, to basically come to better ways of handling the different situations that life throws our way. Because for a lot of us addicts, we don't wake up wanting to act out. We wake up, we go about our day. And then something sets us off and then we want to just go escape that. So we'll, we'll go act out later or we'll go isolate, find a room and act out or, you know, whatever that looks like. So our marriage, I feel it's just been super strong and I do feel like I'm a much better father because of recovery. And that's amazing because I know I would just not be present and I can't even imagine what that would look like. And the other thing that recovery helped within my marriage was just boundaries and just being able to, as it says in Genesis, when the man leaves his father and mother, he clings to his wife. So recovery has shown me how to be even more in love with my wife and to be fully united as it is a two-in-one flesh union, not to be codependent, but to be fully united, to be of one heart, to be of one mind. And so if there was something that would get in the way of our marriage, recovery has shown me what the right thing to do is. And it is to be unified with my wife 
first and foremost, and then to work on everything else and everybody else's needs after that. It's also just helped me be more vulnerable with Steve because I'm able to share more with him and he's a lot more understanding. Like if I tell him I had a crazy day and X, Y, and Z happened and I feel really stressed out, he's like, okay, like I understand. Like, why don't you go take some time to yourself? If it's five minutes in the bedroom to go pray or go meditate or go for a walk, he's very supportive and understanding. And I think he is like that because of recovery, because he realizes that that is often what is needed to have a little bit of time and space to yourself in order to not fall into the triggers that he would fall into. So he recognizes that I need that as well. And I think that has come from his recovery. All right. So as we wrap up this podcast, what are three ways that couples can work together to heal from this addiction? I think one way is communicating what your needs are, what you're feeling and what your needs are and letting your spouse know that. And as the spouse who is being told what those needs are, to listen and to understand and to move on from there. I mean, communication is key in marriage. And if you have good communication skills with your spouse, you can really conquer so many things. So there may be times, you know, it's hard to communicate with your spouse. I mean, our daughter is getting older. She listens to every everything that we say, but cutting out time, you know, oftentimes we will go on a walk together in the evening and we'll catch up about the day or he's in the car a lot driving to customers and he gives me a call and kind of we check in and we we talk to each other for five minutes. Another thing that we've done during COVID is we stopped watching TV. Instead of watching TV, we sit and talk together and have a cup of tea and be present to each other. So I think communication is is a huge part. And it, if it is something that you struggle with and you need help with, I, I don't think that there is any hurt in seeking outside help, whether it's a counselor or a priest, to be able to help you communicate. Or if it's your spouse, all these people can help you to communicate. All right. So number one is to communicate. What would you say number two is? I would say to get help, you know, kind of like what I said, like if you need the help, ask for help. So oftentimes we don't know where to turn for help. And a good place to to start is to check out Steve's website at Catholics Fight Porn. He's got a lot of great resources there. Um, what we found in going through the struggle is that there are so many resources, but not a lot of those resources are a call to action. And what we love about this program that Steve has created is there really is a call to action and accountability. And that is something that was missing from Steve's recovery early on. I would give him everything I could get my hands on if I heard about a book or a CD about pornography and overcoming pornography, or if I heard about a website. I would provide him with all of those resources, but until he had a call of action and somebody to hold him accountable, we really didn't get anywhere. So I would highly suggest checking out his website, reading through it, and he is happy to book a free consultation call with you to see if this is something that's right for you. If you are a wife and you think your husband is struggling and you're trying to figure out if this is a good fit for him. I would suggest having your husband give Steve a call. But if it's something maybe your husband is not willing to do yet, I don't think there would be a problem if you as the wife would give Steve a call and he can kind of tell you if this is something that he can help you with. Or if you know you want to send him an email, he can kind of guide you in the right direction. 
That's right. Steve at CatholicsFightPorn.com. All right. So number one, communicate. Number two is to get help. And what would you say the third way is that couples can work together to heal from this addiction? Well, I think really you have to be willing to put in the work because you can listen to all the podcasts in the world, all the talks and read all the books. But if you are not willing to do the work and to stay committed, this is not going to work. So that's the hardest part, you know, really getting into the mindset that you are going to put into action what Steve is going to be guiding you to and also to stay committed because it's kind of like I gave that example about the closet. If you start pulling things out, things are going to kind of get messy. And if you don't stay committed to finishing organizing that closet, things are going to stay messy. So we want to make sure that you are in a place that you are really committed and ready to do the work and stay committed. And I think that if you are in that place, then you know you are going to have success in this process. All right. Well, thank you to my beautiful wife. And I just want to end with a great quote from scripture, which was St. Paul to the Colossians. He wrote this letter to the Colossians because of a, of a report that they were falling into serious error. And so this quote is from chapter 3, verse 14. Beyond all these things, put on and wrap yourselves in unselfish love, which is the perfect bond of unity, for everything is bound together in agreement when each one seeks the best for others. So once again, seeking the best for others, a bond of unity, and as St. Thomas Aquinas said, to will the good of the beloved. All right, God bless everyone. Thank you, God bless. If you found this podcast helpful, download the episode, subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and share with me on Instagram, at Catholic Recovery, any of your reactions. And to begin your healing journey, Join me in Finally Free, where you can get coached weekly and learn the skills to stop your porn addiction for good. God bless.